This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, Sandy Alcantara was looking to collect his 10th win of the season. He was also looking to surpass or at least get to the 200-inning mark, a goal of his in 2021. Alcantara went opposite of the young left-hander for the Tampa Bay Rays, Shane McClanahan. A Rays win and a Red Sox loss meant the Tampa Bay Rays would be the kings of the American League East. Welcome back to our Lone Depot Park studios. The Marlins at the Trop tonight in St. Petersburg. They fall to the Rays by the final score of 7-3. Tampa Bay, an 8-0 win last night in the series opener. Now the Rays have won the first two games of this three-game series. They've won 4-5 to begin the season series, which will wrap up tomorrow at 110. Marlins looking to avoid the sweep. But the win here tonight, the Rays have won the American League East Division Championship for the second straight year for the fourth time in their franchise history. They are able to overcome the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays in that AL East. They're headed to the postseason as most likely the number one seed in the AL playoffs. Still, though, that's the last mountain they have to climb over the course of the final eight days of this season. Let's see how we got to 7-3 here tonight. Shane McClanahan, the rookie left-hander, started for the Rays against Sandy Alcantara. Sandy had a couple of milestones on his radar heading into this ballgame tonight. Needed five in the third innings to get to 200 on this season, and if somehow he could get to 11 strikeouts in this game, he would have hit 200 Ks in 2021. Well, he'd get one of those milestones, but uh, the second would have to wait. We'll have more on that coming up. This game was scoreless into inning number three. Marlins had a couple of hits but couldn't score in the first inning. Had a couple of hits, couldn't score in second against McClanahan. But in the third, leading off, Miguel Rojas took matters into his own hands. Deep to left field. Back goes a Rosarena at the wall. Goodbye, Miguel Rojas gives the Marlins a one nothing lead. That lead didn't last long, though, in the bottom half of the fourth inning, a one-out double by Austin Meadows. Actually, one-out triple by Austin Meadows. A man at third for the shortstop tonight, Joey Wendell. Rojas at short now backs up a couple of steps. He's shaded up the middle. They're back at first and second. Wendell, lefty hitter, grounds one to third, past Alvarez to tie the game. Over toward the line, Brinson to cut it off. Wendell's digging for a double, and he'll be in there standing up. It's 1-1. 1-1 into the bottom half of inning number five. Brett Phillips reached on an error by Jazz Chisholm at second base for Jazz, his league-leading 14th error at second base, and this is 86th game of the year at the position. So the first man was on in a tie game for the number nine hitter, the catcher, Mike Zunino. The 0-1 pitch is hit well. Right center field in deep. Long way back, De La Cruz. Home run, Mike Zunino, a two-run shot, his 32nd of the season. And the Rays go up 3-1. It was 3-1 to the top of the sixth. At that point, Shane McClanahan was done. He exited after five innings of six-hit, one-run ball. He walked one, struck out three, allowed the Rojas homer through a wild pitch. 
84 pitches, 55 strikes for McClanahan tonight. Colin McHugh came on a lot of consecutive singles to Jesus Sanchez and Lewis Brinson to begin the inning. Lewin Diaz, a fly ball to center for the first out. Then Nick Fortes singled, loading the bases. Eddie Alvarez hit into a fielder's choice that brought home a run. Made it again a one-run game at 3-2, but when Sandy Leon struck out, the inning was over. Marlins left a pair. Rays would get that run back in their half of the sixth inning, but not before Sandy Alcantara collected his major milestone of the night, leading off that sixth inning. Austin Meadows was the hitter for the Rays. On 2-1, ground ball, first base side, behind the bag, up with it, Diaz. Underhands to Sandy covering out at first base. And Sandy Alcantara has thrown 200 innings here in 2021. He did it. That's the goal that he had for himself. All he wanted to do was be the guy to throw 200 innings. Congratulations to Sandy. He's the first Marlin to do that since Mark Burley in 2012. Burley threw 202 and a third innings that season. It's been nine years since any Marlins pitcher had worked 200 innings in a season. He's the 22nd pitcher all time to do it for the Marlins. By the way, if you're wondering, the club record, 237 and a third innings by Kevin Brown back in the championship season of 1997. So he got 200 innings. He had the first out in the sixth inning. But then Joey Wendell reached on an infield single, a ground ball to the third base line that was fielded by Eddie Alvarez as he crossed into foul territory. As he tried to make the exchange from the glove to the throwing hand, the ball squirted away from him, rolled toward the third base dugout, and Wendell took second. It would be scored a single and an E5, so a runner at second with one out for Yandy Diaz. And he rips one on the line over Miguel Rojas. Base hit, left center field. Wendell motoring around third. He'll score to make it 4-2 Rays. Marlins will get that run back in the seventh against Colin McHugh with one out of double by Jazz Chisholm to snap what had been an 0-17 for, for him. Man at second for Brian De La Cruz. There's a ball ripped on a line on 3-0. He bangs one by the third baseman, Diaz. Waved at third, coming home, Chisholm. The throw on a bounce, not in time. An RBI single for Brian De La Cruz. And the Marlins again pulled in a run at 4-3. It's a good night for De La Cruz. Three singles and a walk in four official at-bats. Five trips to the plate for De La Cruz. His sixth three-hit game in the big leagues. But every time the Marlins scored a run, it felt like in this game, the Rays would answer... They would do it in the seventh inning. Alcantara still out there to begin the inning, allowed consecutive hits to Mike Zunino, a single, and then to Brandon Lau. One-two pitch is ripped out toward right center, going to get down and go to the wall, extra bases. Zunino around third. He's going to chug toward the plate. The relay throw home, not in time. It's an RBI double for Lau and a 5-3 raise lead. Every time the Marlins pull within a run, the Rays get that run right back. That would be it for Alcantara. Then after six innings plus, Richard Blyer came out of the pen and did a nice job putting out the fire with the man at second and nobody out. He struck out G-Man Choi. He intentionally walked a Rosarena. He then got Austin uh, pinch hitter Nelson Cruz in the Austin Meadows spot on a fly ball to the wall in right field. And when Joey Wendell fouled out to first base, Blyer was out of that mess. We could close the book on Alcantara tonight. Six innings plus. Nine hits, five runs, three earned. Didn't walk anybody, struck out six. Allowed the home run to Zunino. 87 pitches, 63 strikes. Alcantara sees his season array go from 3.05 to 3.09 tonight as he hits the 200-inning mark. And he pulls now within five strikeouts of 
200 in the season, heading into what we would expect to be one final start coming up next weekend against the Phillies. So Sandy left this game with the Rays in front 5-3. to three. They would break it open in inning number 8 against Anthony Bender, who hadn't allowed a run in the month of September. Yandy Diaz led off with an infield single to third base. Kevin Kiermaier then doubled off the third base bag, putting man at second and third with nobody out for Brett Phillips. 3-1 pitch, and Phillips lines one to right field. Sanchez there makes the catch. Runner tags at third, coming toward the plate, throws up the line, and it won't be in time. A sacrifice fly. Diaz scores. Kiermaier goes to third as that throw came all the way through. They had no shot at the plate, really, and it's 6-3 raise. And they would then tack on one more run in that eighth inning, courtesy of their second baseman, Brandon Lau, who had a huge ball game tonight. Bender comes home with the 0-2, and that's a ground ball to the left side. Down the line, that'll get the job done. In from third base, Kier Meyer. It'll be an RBI double for Lau. His third double in the game. He's four for five tonight, and the Rays open up a 7-3 lead. Now in the first four games, the Marlins and Rays had played this season. Lau had been two for 13 with a double. Tonight he goes four for five with three doubles, a couple of RBIs. And the Rays led it 7-3 into the ninth inning. They brought Pete Fairbanks on to try to lock down the ball game and lock down the National League East Division or the American League East Division Championship. Fairbanks got the first two outs quickly. Sandy Leon, a ground ball to short. Joe Panic, a line drive to left. But then the Marlins showed some life. Jazz Chisholm a single. Brian De La Cruz a walk. Jesus Sanchez a single. So the Marlins loaded the bases. They got the tying man to the plate with two outs in the ninth, trailing 7-3. to three. And Lewis Brinson was their last hope. He fouled out to the first baseman, G-Man Choi. That's how this one ends. Rays win at 7-3, and the celebration was on at the Trop. Tampa Bay is the champion of the American League East Division here in 2021. For the Rays tonight, seven runs, 12 hits, no errors, seven left. For the Marlins, three runs on 13 hits, two errors. They strand 11 in the game. Shane McClanahan, the starter and winner, 10 and 6. Sandy Alcantara, the loser, 9 and 14. Time of the ballgame, 2 hours, 59 minutes. Rays with the winner, 96 and 59. Now they're within one win of matching the franchise record. Rays went 97 and 65 in 2009. They've now won 96 games for the third time. Did it in 2010 and 2019 previously. They'll look for win number 97 to tie the club record in the series finale here tomorrow. They're 96-59, and 59, 37 over, matching their high-water mark for the year. They had previously been 37 over at 88-51 and 51 on September 7th. Tampa Bay improves to 51-29 and 29 at home. They'll play their final regular season home game tomorrow at 110 against these Marlins. And by the way, with the Rays scoring seven runs today, marks the fifth time in a row Marlins pitching has allowed seven or more runs in a game. First time all year they've allowed seven-plus runs in five straight games. Marlins with the loss fall to 64 and 90. They are 24 and 52 away from Lone Depot Park. They've got the fourth worst road record in all of Major League Baseball, 24 and 52, one of the worst in franchise history here in 2021. Marlins pitchers struck out seven tonight with each strikeout, counting for $25 toward AutoNation's Drive Pick Initiative. The Marlins Foundation will contribute another $175 as the Marlins and AutoNation again work together here in 2021 to try to strike out cancer in our community. For the season now, Marlins pitches up to 1,299 Ks. 
That's $32,475 pledged to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. So the Rays win it. They are indeed the kings of the American League East. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly afterwards. A lot of opportunities tonight offensively at 13 hits. I think 11 singles, though. Was it just a case of just not getting that kind of that big hit? Because it seemed like you had opportunities the whole game. Yeah, we had some chances there early, obviously, and, and really late there. Uh, early, I thought, to be able to tack on some runs and, and give uh, Sandy some breathing room. Uh, we weren't able to, to kind of scratch any of those across. And, you know, then obviously late there you know, in, in the game, we had some chances also. And just uh, like you said, we, we didn't get that big hit tonight. And as for Sandy tonight, he looked like he left one up maybe to Zanino, but sort of battled his way through. Uh, what was your take on his performance tonight? Yeah, I thought he was good. You could tell he was – I think he was he was fired up for this outing, um, you know, knowing who we were playing. Um, it's like they were trying to attack him early. They didn't want to get to two strikes and, and tried to jump him early, which uh, can be in, I guess, either favor. It kind of fell in hours, I felt like, because he was he was getting, you know, fairly quick outs. As his pitch count was down. Uh you know, and they kept scratching for those runs. They kept, you know, they get one and they get another one. And, um, you know, I like the way we played tonight, honestly. I thought we battled and, and kept getting back in the game. We just didn't, like you said, didn't get that hit. And then they kind of broke it open there, you know, pretty good in the, in the, in the eighth, bottom of the eighth. What was your issue with the umpire on – it was the same guy involved last night. He was the first base with the Alvarez ejection. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I feel like I've missed a memo on, like, throwing guys out. I mean, Eddie dropped the bat. I'm not quite sure he said anything. Uh, felt like Manny's back was to him when he dropped his helmet or kind of flipped, flipped his helmet down. But, I mean, we've seen so much worse that I, I don't I'm – not, I'm not quite sure. Honestly, a little confused on the guys getting thrown out so quickly. And – and honestly, not even a confrontation. Just like, I don't know. So that was really my issue. It's like it's two nights in a row. Didn't take me long either, I guess. <laughs> Quit pretty quick with me too. So uh, basically what came out of my mouth with a little more emphasis, I just basically said it's two nights in a row, you know, and that was it. So, hey, I mean – Again, we're going to have to be more careful, I guess, because, we, you know, we don't have a lot of extra – we don't have extra infielders. Um, you probably noticed Miggy coming out of it, you know, didn't go back out there. He has – he did a little irritated, a little a toe uh, on a stretch from – he's been playing with it. Um, and it looked like he irritated early in the game with that throw from Lewin, just stretching out. Um, yeah, we'll see where that – see where that goes. Donnie, one last one. Uh, the, the infield and the ground ball by Phillips, it's kind of tricky with two guys next to each other. Is there a – either went off Jazz's glove and it looked like it would have been easy for Miggy. Is that a tricky play for the infielders or, or do you have to know who's next to you? Well, you definitely don't know who's next to you, but it's more of a communication ball. It's, it's tough. You know, you start getting guys and, we, and they do work on it, uh, especially in spring training with that communication, trying to get early calls from guys. Uh, it's, it's probably – it's obviously an easier play. I think it's a it's an easy play for both guys if 
if Jazz catches it, he's got he's got him easy. I felt like, but Miggy's going that way. So uh, I'm not sure what the communication was, but you, know, you, f- you feel like Miggy's moving towards first easier, probably an easier play for him. Jordan, hey Donnie, uh, back to Sandy. Uh, he hit the 200 inning mark uh, in tonight's game. I know that was a goal of his this year. And just what can you speak to that hitting that mark? It's something that hasn't been done for the Marlins in a while. And just what that means for him as he continues through the season. I don't know what it means for him continuing through the season. I, obviously, it's a goal for Sandy's, and I think it's a goal because he wants to be out there for this team, right? And and when he's out there, he's he's thinking nine all the time. He don't like coming out of games. Um, so obviously, it's just continue continuation of his kind of growth. Uh, I think it's a mark for guys from the standpoint of being out there for your club and showing that you can you're going to post and and be healthy every time out. Christina? Donnie, just um, obviously have been ejected by this point, but just to see a team clinch a division against, I guess, your team, just to speak to that dynamic and what you guys would hopefully aspire to in the future. Yeah, I guess, number one, congratulations to those guys. They've earned it, obviously, in a tough division there with Boston and New York chasing them and Toronto. Uh, it looks like all those those teams are right there in that wild card. And also, so congrats to them. Um, yeah, it's it's never much fun watching anybody clinch when you're not going to get a chance to go to the postseason. Um, but, you know, I guess it's something that our guys really should see because it, it is a special time. And, I mean, no matter how you do it or how you get there, uh, you work, you know, guys work all winter, organizations work all winter putting things together. Um your staff works to, you know, get guys better. It's a long season, and to accomplish that is obviously a great feeling. And so congrats to them, and, and for us, it's something that, you know, we got we to gotta work towards it, to be more consistent. They're getting pretty consistent at it. Um, obviously, this year has been a, a disappointment for us from the standpoint of we're able to kind of break through in the short season last year, and I know we had – a lot higher expectations than where we're at. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the feeling is, but obviously not. It's been a while for our club that, you know, you know you're not going to be in postseason. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins lost to the Tampa Bay Rays at the Trop last night. These two ball clubs have now played five games this season. The Marlins have won just one of them all the way back on April 3rd. They will try to win their second this afternoon at 1-10 when Jesus Lazardo goes opposite of the young right-hander Shane Boz of the Tampa Bay Rays. 1-10 first pitch, 12-40 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.